You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. This is the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Um, I'm here today with three of the rest of the team. Uh, first of all, Keke Mulleri. Hi, Keke. Hi, my, my. Uh, Ali Manson. Hi, Ali. Moika. And Rich Nelson. Hi, Rich. Hey. And various members of the team have either only just got in from watching Oppenheimer. That's me. Um, or are about to go out to uh, birthday parties or night shifts. So we need to uh, we need to get, get cracking with this. We're going. It's been a little while since we have one of these shows. We I think the last time we did a sort of Vacas Liga roundup was back at the end of May. There's been a bit of a break for the international games, and we we certainly covered those. Um, and we had our friend Juha Pirinen come on and and have a chat with us. So hopefully, listener, you've had enough content from us over the last month or two but we're we're back today to have a look at the uh at the Vakehouse Liga teams in Europe in the domestic game and a little bit of Finns overseas because I'm sure most of you have noticed there's been one particular Finn overseas who's been taking all the limelight in the last week or so um so if the referee's ready I think he is then let's get on with the first section, and we'll start by looking at the uh, at the Finnish teams in Europe. Ali's the one who's got a got a note from his mum to leave early today, so we're going to start by looking at, at Hoyik or Helsinki in Europe. Um, and Ali, they've they've been winning a bit. Yeah, um, it was kind of I wouldn't say necessarily unexpected on Tuesday, but the odds were definitely st- stacked against Hoyik or to. Um, to beat Mulder on on Tuesday night in Helsinki. Um, The previous week, they managed, they scraped through away to the Northern Irish team, Lan. I managed to stream that game from one of the northernmost points in Europe, in Northern (laughs) Norway. I don't know how we managed to get a a stream, but, you know, we we, we found a way. Um, I'd say I think Hoyakor did enough to get through that game against Lan. And then, yeah, as we said earlier, matched up against Mulder from Norway, much harder test. And I was at the game on, on Tuesday, really good atmosphere, just over 8,000 uh, inside the Bolt Arena. Um, so yeah, really good atmosphere. And of course, you know, you, you hope that, you know, Hoyakor were putting a good performance, but I was expecting Mulder to have more of the ball. And that's exactly what they did. Hoyakor played like the away team or the underdog. But saying that, Hoyakor created maybe more of the, the clear-cut chances. And uh, yeah, particularly around the you know the 20, 25th minute mark when Hoyakor finally got that goal, um, I would say it was definitely on the balance of play quite deserved. And uh, yeah, I mean, the goal, uh, I would say, again, long ball <laughs> over the top. And the thing that... I know we, we sort of all realise it when we're watching players live. We, we often say, I didn't realise how how quick they were. Um, and Topi Keskinen uh, is certainly a, a really good example of that. 
Um, he was absolutely rapid on Tuesday night. And I, you know, I, I have seen him before, but I, I have never realised how quick he was. And, you know, for that goal, the ball over the top, and I was sort of right behind it, sort of further away. And uh, when the ball went over the top, you sort of, like, oh, he's not getting that. The defender, the defender's got it. But he just, he managed to to get ahead of him. And then you think, oh, go on, son, go on, go on. And yeah, he sort of took the ball 20, 25 yards and slotted it past the keeper. And uh, yeah, as I said earlier, it wasn't against the run of play at all. Um, so yeah, they went in 1-0 up at half time and probably could have had a second as well. Because uh, Hoyiko are in a fairly sort of indifferent run at the moment, are they? I mean, across all the all games, Fakehouse Liga will come to a bit more in detail, but, you know, there's no real consistency. No, I mean, I had the... Uh, yeah, so I've, I've got the results in front of me. Uh, apart from the two goals that they scored in Northern Ireland last week, which, of course, went to uh, extra time, uh, they've only scored twice once in two months so there's a quite a few one ones one nils nil nils two ones against away to lati but then it's one 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 nil loss one nil win the two two one nil last saturday against ilves and one nil against Mulder. so yeah i seem to be repeating myself a lot on this podcast about leading <laughs> the goal scorer and uh, and um and so Let's hope that having won on Tuesday, you're you're in for a defeat on Saturday against Asiko. Again, well, we'll yeah. get we'll get to that. We'll get to that a bit more a bit more shortly. Um, Rich, the the other teams in Europe are playing in the in the Conference uh, League, and in the first round, first qualifying round, um, there was Honka against Tobol Kostane, and also Haka against. I knew I'd lose Crusaders. it. Crusaders, Crusaders, of course, from yeah. from Northern Ireland. There was a, there's a real theme of Finland versus Northern Ireland in this year's European competitions. Yeah, um, yeah. But those those two teams both went out in the first round. Um, yeah, so Honka lost um, the first leg two uh, one away to, to Tobol, um, and um, and yeah, and then they, they they drew the second leg nil nil, and and it's difficult because with that. I mean, Honka last year were really, you know, I wouldn't say they were likely to win the title, but they really gave it a three-horse race last year. And then their, their two best players got taken away. And um, and that's kind of it. That's how most of the Vegas Liga seems to work. You get a team who have a run like that, and uh, and that happens. And then uh, Hacker, they drew the first leg with Crusaders 2-all and lost the away leg uh, in Northern Ireland. Um, they're currently bottom of the Vegas mm-hmm. Liga. Um, I mean, it's the kind of thing that we were doom-mongering for most of last season, in that if you take away Lee Irwin, who scored 24 goals or something mm-hmm. like that, um, behind that, there's not really a lot. I mean, the year before, they were solid and unspectacular, but they weren't that bad. Um, this year, they've been dreadful. Um, and their striker, Juan Lascano, who has scored a few goals, but he's never fit. And the problem is now, you know, we've got issues with like VPS have suddenly decided they can't stop winning ah, and they're yeah. now fit they're now fifth having been bottom a month ago mm. and um hacker just seemed to be sort of drifting away and uh, they made a couple of signings this week they lost their assistant manager to Hoiko after their coaching change which um we haven't mentioned yet and um 
And that, yeah, there's a lot going on there that really you fear that because when Hacker went down in 2012, I think it was they got relegated. They took nearly I think it was eight or nine years to come back up. Okay. Um, and, you know they're one of the most successful clubs in 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 Finland historically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know they were regularly sort of in the Champions League or playing British clubs in the early 2000s and things like that. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look good, and and the bottom half of the table is not great. But um, Tobol. Um, they could play Cups, I think, if in the next round of the Conference League. I mean, it's unlikely, but if Cups get through their game against Derry City, uh, they'll play the winner of Tobol and FC Basel. So another club with a decent European pedigree. So, yeah, uh, Basel's a, a big name. And I, I, I've said this in previous years, and especially last year when Asikor played in Europe. And, you know, you get your first game out of the way against a you know fairly small club. Then you go into the next one, it's against a Norwegian team, and you think, oh, this feels a bit uncomfortable. And then you look at who's in the third round, and there's names that, you know, in the Champions League are nothing, but then suddenly when you've got to play them, it's like, oh, hold on. And I think Basel's one of those teams, you know, they've got some pedigree, haven't they? Whether they're, you know, they're in the the third third round, second, third round of the Conference League for a reason in in recent seasons, I suppose. Um, But... But you said that Coops are going straight into the second round, Rich. You, they've been working on their um, coefficient over recent years. Um, yeah, so this wet method, so currently the cup winners go into the second qualifying round. Um, right, okay. If, and I'm, these are people who know far more than me, apparently if Finland do well in the Europe this year, they might get a place in the Europa League. For the cup winners, uh, even next season or the year before, year after that. So, any so idea what doing good means or doing well? Uh, I, I think generally having their average performance is better than the countries around them. I think the right, okay. the kind of league table of nations' performance in European competition. I think that Hoyikos win against Lan in the first leg. They win against Mulder on Tuesday. Things like that. Um, they all add various coefficient yeah. points and stuff like that. So um, if Hoyikov, and, and again, if they get through this game against Mulder, they're guaranteed at least group stage action in one of the three tournaments. So um, so that's great for them. Coops, who knows? I mean, they've had a couple of good runs over the last seven or eight years. So again, that that's the sort of stuff really. But then when you've got Hacker and Honka turning up and and really not not doing an awful lot, that's what knocks it. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to see Hoyikov doing well. Um you know, Mulder battered Cups three years ago in the Champions League, uh, yeah. as um, as my friend Adam referred to it as the student dorm sink uh, derby when Mould beat Cups. Um, but yeah, it was um, yeah, I and mean, it's, it's it was it was impressive to see. And I think if Hoy could get through that, they play the winner of Hacken and Ki from the Faroe Islands. Um, and if they lose, they drop into the Europa League. But um, but so it's it's still. No big incentive there. I mean, they, they had a great great result after ninety minutes. It's a shame that away goals have been gone away with because Mulder didn't get any. And and again, you know, how, how are you feeling about the Coops game tonight? Because again, Coops's form is a little bit sort of on it's, and off. It's patchy, and um, you know, we're, we're as loath to talk about the administrative failures of Finnish clubs, but uh, Coops either forgot or left it too late to apply for visas for three of their starting eleven, really? and. Um, Man. Yeah, um, basically, um, three of their African defenders needed visas to play in the UK. And um, there was, and as actually Larry mentioned, that Asiko had a similar problem uh, a while back where 
the visas take so long to play in the UK that you have to basically apply before you know you're playing there. Uh, is this um, is this kind of post Brexit or has it been um, like this? I think it's pre Brexit, although Brexit's right. probably slowed it down. Right, but I think it it's, it's, yeah. it's a pre Brexit thing. But um, because their African players need specific visas to travel into the UK and, and they weren't done in time, uh, they didn't travel. So um, yeah, so they've they've put a, a slightly makeshift defence out, I and mean, the game kicks off in about twenty five minutes as we're recording. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough one, and the form's not been great. And um, yeah, I don't watch a lot of Irish football, so because uh, Derry they're Northern Irish, but they play in the Irish league. So. Ah, is that right? Okay. Yes. All right. So anyway, Finland versus Ireland continues yes. tonight. Um, and and next week, obviously, in the second leg. So we'll we'll see how that how that pans out. Um, okay. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, just a couple of points. Obviously, um, you know, even despite being a year year core fan, I want to see Finnish clubs do well in Europe. So good luck yeah. to Coops tonight. And um, oh, I bet he's got his fingers crossed under the shot. Just I've everything crossed, mate. Don't worry about that. But now. Um, <laughs> Our mate, our mate Marcos Ardex, he's he's travelled out to uh, to Northern Ireland to Derry to to cheer on Cup, so he'll um, he's out there enjoying himself, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, just on um, Poye Cause win with um, Topic Eskinen. I mean, um, he's a uh, he's only twenty, and he's he's like uh, he's he's a hawkier under twenty one international. Um, is he is he an out and out winger, Ali, or is I mean I think he plays left midfield as well, doesn't he? But yeah, I, I have to when when he's got the ball and space to run into, he looks like a real threat. I I, th I think it this I could be looking at it through rose tinted glasses, um, and you know that's definitely unlike me, not. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I, he's one of the players that since I've been watching Finnish football that I've been the most excited about, um, and that, yeah. that's not just off one one game, but seeing him live the other day against a really high quality opposition. Um, he's definitely one to watch, I think. Yeah, I, I hope we don't get to watch him on Saturday. So let's let's move on to Bakehouse League and then Ali, while you're still <clears throat> while you're still with us. Um Hoyiko are travelling up to Sainioki. And I was Ooh. yeah, it's a big it's a big one. And actually there's a bit of noise about it here. They're trying to really um, you know, th there's talk that there's a few hundred Hoyiko fans travelling up. Saturday at five, it's a nice, nice time to travel yeah, up and, and get back down again, um, which is great. And that you know, everyone's been sort of sharing the information about the game and trying to encourage their mates to come along. And I hope I've got one or two others coming along with us as well. And 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 also there's a campaign to um uh a proud to wear black campaign. They want everyone to turn up wearing black. Black clothes, black shirts, black t-shirts, whatever. So to to make maybe like a black wall behind the goal, that would be that would be nice. Um, from what you've been saying, we can expect a Hoyiko team that's potentially dangerous and potentially beatable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, it, it depends which Hoyiko turns up on Tuesday. They're incredibly disciplined, um, really stuck to the game plan. Uh, when it got to seventy minutes, they kind of decided they weren't going to attack anymore and we just dug in for the 1-0 win. Um, against Ashikor, you know, it's a six-pointer in terms of, you know, top-of-the-table clash. You would hope that they would go for it. 
but away from home in the form that they've been in in the league, uh, I think they're more likely to go for the let's not lose this game approach. Um, I would suggest that at least Keskinen and Radulovic will start because they played pretty well on uh, on Tuesday, the pair of them, they linked up. Oh, really you well. don't want to burn them out for Wednesday's uh, follow-up <laughs> against Mulder, though. That's, let's, yeah, let's, that's don't, true. Don't take any chances. Um, I, I, I would say maybe Hetemai might come in. <clears throat> uh, he didn't start on Tuesday. Um, I, I think it would be nice if Jesse Ust uh, played against his old team. He's got his own chant now at Hoy, of course, so he seems to be quite uh, quite popular there. But he did get absolutely clattered in the second half, uh, landed really awkwardly. We sort of smashed into whilst he was coming to collect the ball and landed awkwardly. So whether they'll risk him or not, I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, it's interesting that Hoyakura travelling up to Saniaki maybe as evens or at least as, as second favourites for the game. Yeah, I think I, I'm always a bit wary of saying we're favourites against Hoyakura. We, we, had a few positive well a few wins let's say over the years but they're they're fairly few and far between I think we did we win down there last year and it was the first away win so you know we know we know where all the pressure should be for Saturday's game um and and just for the for the listener just to to sort of point out at the moment Asikura top 35 points from 16 games and Coops are second with 32 points from 17 games. Um, so this this isn't even really one of the games in hand because it's against Hoyikor, who are third with 31 points from 17 games. So we would we would extend that lead and still have a game in hand at least over over Asikor, uh, over Hoyikor, sorry. Um so it is it is quite a it's quite a big one. I don't think it's quite yet season defining, but it certainly puts a bit of distance there. Rich. Um, yeah, and, and look at Hoyko's running after this because the league splits after 22 games. Um, Hoyko, I mean, they've got Maraham at home after this, but then they've got Inter away, Olu away, and then Cups in their final matches before the league splits. So um, when you look at it from that point of view, it's it's going to be tricky when there is, I mean, I call it a free horse race, but Olu, well, only a point behind yeah. Hoyko at the yeah. moment as well. Yeah. And um, it's, it's crazy to think that. And and also, when you look at the way that the fixtures run in the, after the split as well, I think if you come top, you get a, on paper anyway, a slightly more favour. I think you get three home games instead of two. And that kind of bears in mind, because if, say, if Asiko win on, on Saturday, Coops play home to Cortepe on Sunday, they could kick off six points behind, and that game in hand is gone. So, again, this is the kind of stuff where, I mean, for Coops, they'll be hoping, I guess, for a draw. But even so, um, I mean, Hoyko signed three players this week as well. So how they'll be bedded in, none of them played on... Um, who, who came in, Rich? Uh, so they signed um, Philip Rodjick, who's a Swedish midfielder. Uh, Nico Hamelainen, the Finland wing-back. Yeah. Uh, he's not played a lot over the last couple of years. QPR and Botafogo as well, really. But um, yeah. they've come in until the end of the season. They've also signed a Swedish defender who I only recognised because he was once on the books of Arsenal. Uh, Christopher de Gracker. Um, is a centre centre half who, I think the idea for that is that he'll help them play more with a three and then wing backs. Um, 
under under the new coach. But um, but they've been busy, but they still haven't signed a striker. It's weird. You know, Radulovic has scored, I think, 10 mm-hmm. league goals, four of them are penalties. Um, and you just kind of think like, I mean, Hoykel, especially if they beat Mulder or, or, or get through, you know, guaranteed another 10 European matches this season and big distraction. They're going to want someone. I mean, I know Rupariski scored or maybe in a known goal uh, anyway game at Alarm. But um, if they're up front, it's looking a bit thin. Yeah, and those, those additions, I guess, will be coming in useful if there is this extended European campaign as well. They sound like, I don't know if experienced, but sort of players from a, a higher level than the Vakehouse Liga, so bringing in a bit of quality for... For Europe as well, I guess. Well, I guess Hammerlein and the only way he can get back into the Finland team is to start playing for Hoyakov. So um, that, that's obviously his motivation. I mean, I know, I know you were joking, Mark, about the, um, you know, about Hoyakov resting some players when they come to Sainiyoki. But not joking, hoping. Have, yeah, they <laughs> they've got to have one eye on that game on Wednesday because that is absolutely massive. I mean, you know, the. the the Vegas Liga is by no way done and dusted at this stage. They're only four points behind. But, you know, if you if you if you said to them, okay, give away those three points at Sainiyoki and you'll go through to that next round in Europe, they would bite your arm off, wouldn't they? You know what I mean? It's um so yeah, anyone anyone with an ounce of sense has got one eye on that that Mulder game. So mm. we'll see. And Ali. Do your weekend plans allow you to travel up to the beautiful postcode of 60100? Uh, I'm fortunate it looks like it doesn't anymore. Which All right, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm upset about, although I am uh, going on holiday to Estonia um, as like, it was a little present from the, the in-laws. So, um, you know, I can't be too annoyed, but um, yeah, it, w- it, it would have been lovely to to come up to, to Sainioki and uh, have to buy you a, a uh, a, a sorry beer afterwards. Yeah, com- com- a commiserating, commiserating. Yeah, sorry, it's Carlsberg. <laughs> yeah, that, I tell you what, it's very sorry, very sorry state yeah. of affairs. Um, well, that means then, listener Jamie is still the only the only one to come visit this year. So you know, you hold the you hold the crown, Jamie and uh, Ali. There's if you need it, there's a bed up here. If you do make it up here, we'll have a but there will a, be another proper night out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Do you do you need to head off now? I do indeed. All right, good stuff. Have a good night out. And I I hope your head doesn't hurt too much when you listen back to this tomorrow morning. Uh, I hope so as well, because I'm also (laughs) playing football at 10 a.m. Have a good one, mate. And uh, you don't have to listen. You you can listen back to me talking about the game on Saturday now. Absolutely. It sounds good to me. Take care. Cheers. Cheers, Alex. Yeah, so I, I was saying before that there's a bit of there's a bit of pizzazz going on about the game. On Saturday, and there's there's a few a few things. I guess the the, the first of all, the form Asikor's form is a a bit more consistent. More more wins and less defeats in the last half a dozen games than perhaps Coops and um, and Hoyikor, which is good. That not the the big exception there was a four one thumping at home to Olu and they've they've stiffed us a couple of times this year in different have, yeah. competitions. The second four yeah. one, second four one reverse you've been on the end of from them. Yeah, the other one was a cup game, luckily. But yeah, yeah they've and 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 that said, when we went up there, we got our biggest win of the year, which was the three 0 win in Olu. So that's I think you've said it before, Rich, a very uh, inconsistent 
uh, team, but they are they are backing up the points and sitting quite close by in uh, in fourth place, as you said. Um, um, uh, we've, we obviously we touched on Bay PS and Rich said they've decided to start winning, and some of their recent results have been absolutely stunning. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a between fifth and fourth, there's a nine point gap, so it doesn't yeah. look like Arsenal are giving up that that fourth that fourth spot anytime soon. No, and just just as a summary for the for the listener, we're we're Asiko are currently sitting at the top with with ten wins out of of sixteen, five draws, only one defeat. So that that defeat to Ola was the only only defeat so far this season. Um, only let in ten goals, so the 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 tightest defense in the league by one goal to Coops. Um, but also not scoring enough. Have scored less than the other three teams in the top four. So there's something something there. Um, the other thing that I've noticed is that Asikor, they, they've got these, these five words about how the club and the team should be run and it should be relentless and it should be horrible and it should be family and all this kind of, kind of thing. And horrible means like horrible to play against, like other teams don't want to play against you. Um, and they've actually conceded the most fouls in the league. 234 compared to 184 for Coops and 195 for Hoyikor. So there's something in there about this kind of the fight among this young team, but only 31 yellow cards compared to like 35 for Coops or 42 for Olu. So it's not nasty fouling. It's just kind of being really competitive and conceding small fouls. Um, but it, it sort of said something to me about how the team is going about its business this year. Um, I still think, I mean, the, the game away to Inter last last week, like we, we don't win at Inter that often. And a two, okay, it should have been 2-0 and it was a silly goal to give away right at the end. But still, three points came back. And I think it maybe put us back into, back into the, the, the groove. I hope so with these uh, blue and white, like blue and white stripes coming coming up on on Saturday, so uh, let's see let's see how how things how things come together there. Mister Mister Terry Yegbe had a bit of a few days of coaching from the world famous uh, throwing coach from Norway that came over and uh, worked on his technique a bit. So let's see he'll be throwing it out of the stadium. I should think soon. Um, Rich, you you talked a little bit about. Cups in the um in the previous section, but how how are things looking for them generally in the in the league? Um, I think that they're they're in a bit of a poor patch. Um, they after winning, I think all by one of their games after the change of manager, they really hit the skids. Um, they lost at home to Maraham, who were bottom at the time. A really kind of scrappy win at, at last year. They lost again to Maraham in the cup. Um. They lost at home to VPS after having their central defender sent off after 15 seconds. <laughs> that was, was that was quite spectacular. Shambolic, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> that that then, upset the old gamblers, didn't it? That one. Oh God, they hate it. Oh. It's um, I mean, stuff like that. You just can't odds, but it well, you can odds, but it's um, <laughs> it was um, yeah, it was poor, and then they they had a, a fairly mediocre draw at Inter last week. So realistically, it's kind of. You know, it's only one point from nine and, and out the cup. So hopefully, Corte Pay at home 
at the weekend should be helped. But then they've got this European distraction as well. Um, they have signed a couple of forwards, which they'd be crying out for, absolutely crying out for. So uh, Jake Jervis, who was at Asikov for a couple mm-hmm. of years and did, did pretty well, um, he's come in after a spell in India, which didn't really go to plan. And um, Tete Yangi, who was at VPS last year, he was a, he's on loan from Ipswich. Uh, I think he's an Australian under 20 forward, something like that. But, uh, but he scored 10, 10 goals last year and, and had quite a few assists as well. And he's really, he's really quick. Um, one thing that Coops missed from last year was when they lost uh, Varun and, and uh, Ikauniex was that kind of finishing touch. And they've done okay to get as far as they have, but they've actually got, you know, people with last year anyway, really good goal scoring pedigree. Um, how they settle in, I don't know, but um, it's, it's you know, that that was what needed to be done. There's still no word yet on whether Ojo Nisilo is going to remain. I think there were negotiations. His contract's up at the end of July. Uh, they were hoping to extend that to at least the end of the season, but I mean, at his age, I don't know, he's not really that much of a draw for, for foreign teams mm. now. I think he's 26, nearly 27. So it's um it's difficult for him, but I think if he stays for the rest of the year, um, Cooks have got a go a, a really good go at this. But um, but yeah, after after a really good run, it's been pretty tricky over the last couple of weeks. Just looking at the team for Cooks game tonight, and uh, Yengi's starting, and Jervis is on the bench. So that's not it's not a bad person to be able to bring off bring off the bench and uh, and shake things up a bit. Yeah, I mean, he got a hat trick for for Asiko against Flora last year. So again, that's you know a, ped, a pedigree that, that's good to have. And I think now with you know if, if they can get through again to the next round of the Conference League, I mean, like they'll likely play Basel, so um, that'll be tough and an experience. But um, but yeah, I mean, the, the league's really where it's at. And after the run they had, and you know, with Hoiko dropping points, Asiko doing as well as they are, but still thinking that they're still potential there for three or potentially four horse race and you don't really want to get left out before the split okay talk to us about that other that go on sorry okay go i was just going to say to rich um how how's nisela's form been since he's come back in rich has he settled back in straight away or um once he because i think when he came in he he wasn't really match fit and yeah it, it was just sort of fortunate timing really that his uh starting to get into the side was at the time that Honkavara came in. So it was kind of double-edged sword, really. They both came in at the same time. And that was really when Cups's performance and results picked up. Um, he's still been playing well, um, but I think they've just been missing a goal scorer and, and, and stupid stuff like that, red card. You know, I mean, how do you, how do you plan for that? But um, but yeah, he's he's been playing really well. And I, I was surprised he wasn't in the squad uh, for the last round of Finland games. Um, so again... You know, potential if, if he stays uh, and the next internationals are in September, then, um, you know, if he keeps playing the way he is, I don't see why he shouldn't be in consideration. Anymore. He was terrific for the national team a year yeah. or two years ago. Like, he, he he was not out of place there at all. It's I know there was the, the move to South Korea that didn't really come off for him, but there's there, uh, 26 isn't old. I'd love to be 26 again. <laughs> no, I think the the problem for him is the competition, the places in that squad, mm. in that kind of attacking midfield position where, mm. really, I mean, you've Nisilas, uh, uh, spoiled for choice mm. in in that position, and I think that's that's what kind of counts against him. But um, but I mean, if he if he keeps fit, keeps playing well, you know, um, maybe June was a little bit early for him. I don't know, but um, 
if he keeps going, come September with Suhanen is going to be out for a while with another broken leg. Um, you know, there's a place in the squad for him. So um, yeah, just keep going. Okay, talk to us a bit about Olu and and then Vepe Esparza. I mean, I say Olu, it's like um, it's it's been phenomenal. I, I don't think they've lost one game in the last nine. I mean, there was two cup games in there, I think, but but yeah, they've been they've been racking up the points, going about their business quite quietly. I think you know they're um, they're, they're 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 not a club you would sort of expect to see. I don't think if we'd have uh, if we'd have made our predictions at the start of the season, we would have picked them to be in the in the championship race. But yeah, they, as I say, they've gone about their business quite quietly, picking up picking up points. I mean, um, and they've been they've been scoring scoring apples of goals as well. I mean, most of They've been getting, you know, two, threes, fours a match, and uh, and yeah, fully, fully deserve their place in the league. Mm. And um, just going on to on to Bears as Rich said, like a couple of wasn't that long ago where they were anchored to the bottom of the league, and all of a sudden they they turned it around. I mean, um, bit of a shout out to their their ultras. They they turned. I think they had their. Can't remember if it was their twentieth or their might have been even their third. I think it was their thirtieth. 30th anniversary a couple of weeks ago, so there was quite a big, quite a, quite a big turnout for um, Giza's Hirtalati, and um, and yeah, they uh, they celebrated their their sort of birthday. But but yeah, I mean, it's from my own personal point of view, it, it's great to see those clubs up there, and if they manage to hang on for the split, it's great to see those clubs in the in the championship split in in that half of the season because you know I imagine we would have suggested that. Ilves or, or Intertorical might have been up there and it all would have looked a bit samey. Mm. But to see VPS and, and Arceolo up there yeah. really sort of mixes up a bit. So, yeah, I'm all for it, mate. Rich? Um, I mean, one of the things about Olu is their defence is appalling. They, <laughs> I think they've conceded one of the, the most goals in the division. But going forward... <laughs> That's true, um, they have. There have been excellent. They've got Ashley Coffey, the English sort of journeyman centre forward. They got him on a one-year deal. He's been mm. scoring loads. Mm. Um, but one of the players, and it looks like he's off, is Otto Limata, who for the last eighteen months or so, since he came into the the Olu team last year, has been fantastic. I and mean, he's just turned nineteen. Uh, he was one of the key architects of that Asikov defeat um, uh, last month. And uh, he looks like he's off to Italy. I think last year there were rumours he was off to. Bologna or Copenhagen, something like that. Last last week, the rumours that he's going to AC Milan, and uh, he got dropped from the squad for that reason. I think he was travelling to to secure, but nothing's been announced yet. But I mean, he's a fantastic player, um, and they've kept him long enough that you know, they've got him, Coffee, Kajalainen, and Jokalainen. Yeah. You know, all the, the kind of forward M up front have been scoring plenty, so uh, they've done really well. Bear in mind, they were in the relegation playoff uh, two seasons ago. And last year, I think they were unlucky not to get in the top half. But mm. this year, they've really, really done well. Yeah, and, they came um, when when they came up to Sydney or down to Sydney Hockey a few a few weeks ago. Um, we were giving some friendly stick to Ashley Coffey and to uh, Callum Ward in goal there, and they both I have to say they both took it quite quite nicely and were a smile and a nod and a sort of uh, a, a sort of a wave of you know. That was fun at the end of the game. <laughs> and I have I know that Callum Ward's dad Martin sometimes listens to the show and writes on Facebook. And uh 
is he was time wasting something rotten. <laughs> so we were giving uh, giving him a bit of stick, and he, he he was taking a long time taking one of his goal kicks, and I shout out, <laughs> I shouted out. Kick it, goalkeeper, really loudly. And as he was swinging his leg, he said, here you go. And as the ball went flying flying down the pitch. So fair play for, <laughs> uh, you know, interacting with the idiots behind the goal at SC Cool. Um, but yeah, and, and, and at VPS as well, well, they've got a cracking young player in uh, Ronnie Hudd, who's, um, I mean, he's been fantastic again a lot, hasn't he? Um, again, last year, he sort of broke through as they were, I mean, VPS at the time were one of the top scorers in the division. I saw him away to Hoy Escort. In one of that, that that midnight midsummer game, he was mm. fantastic there. And I mean, there was a a little sort of compilation video of all his flicks and tricks on the Bakehouse Liga Twitter account the other day. And he's um and he's linked with a move to Germany in the in the winter. But now he's a he's a cracking player as well. And I think uh, how they've turned that around because they've gone from five straight defeats into five straight wins. I'm just looking at that five straight wins with four clean sheets, thirteen mm. goals for, and one against. Yeah, that's that's impressive. That's really impressive. It's it's strange how these things kind of happen, uh, these streaks, and um, yeah, the the players who I mean, one of their strikers, Peter Michael, at the start of the season couldn't hit cows, you know, etc. But <laughs> um, but he's yeah, he's dipping. I mean, he, he did a, an interview. I think it was it the, the post match one against Hacker at the weekend, and, and dropped an f bomb in there just to you know show how we're they're all human, aren't they? But uh, but now he's yeah, he's gone from you know, donkeys are one of the best forwards in the league. You know, it's just shows what <laughs> shows what confidence can do. That's it. Uh, who, uh, who was? Oh, yeah, that's, I see. Sorry, yeah, uh, Peter Michael. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's squeezing into the, or let's say, the top ten of goal scorers with five. Um, he's got a way to go to catch some of the uh, some of the others at the top there. Um, what about the rest of the the Bakehouse League? Any other teams that were worthy of? Of mention, uh, just just for for the record, then in in sixth behind VPS is uh, so VPS are fifth with twenty one points. Then you've got Honker in sixth with twenty, Inter in in seventh with nineteen. They've they've still got a couple of games in hand over most of the other teams, and certainly most of the teams above them, they got one or two games in hand. But they don't really look like they're going to do much with those on on recent form. Um, Ilves are eighth with uh, uh, 17 points. Then Cortepe are ninth with 17 points. I suppose for Cortepe having come up last season, that's that's decent. They're they're more than keeping their heads above above water so far. Yeah, they've done quite well. I think um, they they made loads of signings in the in the winter window, and they um, did. Yeah, they've not scored many goals. I think 13 goals, and Willis Furtado scored five of them. Um, and luckily, he's suspended for the Cooks game at the weekend. But he's uh, <laughs> it'll be a big loss. I mean, like, again, like when they came up last time, you know, went straight back down. Mm. Um, the only problem is, I mean, they've given some of the big teams a good game, um, but it's just when you look at them and they're, they're losing, and, and the teams below them are starting to pick up the odd point, and you kind of feel like they're one of those who, after a reasonable start and a decent year could get drawn back into it if they don't pick up a couple of wins. It, it looks like, you know, 13 goals for and 19 against. I mean, their defence is fair, you know, compared to many of the others in the league. Um, but they their attack is sort of the joint worst with Honka and Lavdik. I mean, I, I think if, you, if you'd have offered them four wins and uh, and five draws at this stage of the season, I think they'd have taken it. Do you know what 
you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Coming up from Wickenham like they did. I mean, um, FC Lucky have continued their stinking form from last season. <laughs> They're second from bottom. Um, yeah, picked up three wins so far. But, um, but yeah, they sort of, you know, we used to laugh about them being perennial mid-tablers and they've, uh, yeah, they seem to prefer it at the bottom of the league the last couple of years. Yeah, they're currently sitting in eleventh, eleventh place, aren't they? And um, didn't didn't stop them nicking a point at their, from us at their place a, a couple of weeks ago. But um, you've got Maryham below Corte Pair, so they're they're in tenth place with fourteen points, just above Lati, who are also on fourteen points, and then Hucker at the bottom with with just twelve. It's um, well, they don't have the distraction of Europe anymore to worry about, so. <laughs> But um, one thing I say about Mariam, they do the cracking bit of business in the uh, the win in the win transfer window. That uh, they signed a Saudi player from the club that Ronaldo's at now. I can't remember if he's Al Nasser. Uh, got him on a free transfer, uh, Abdul Fateh Asiri. Uh, he did absolutely nothing for him. I think he played a couple of games in the cup and a couple of sub appearances, and they sold him back to Saudi for a, a six figure sum. Uh-huh. Which um, <laughs> which I think will just about cover the their, their main sponsor. Got <laughs> their operating costs. Yeah. Well, he got a speeding fine of about one hundred twenty thousand euros in the spring because <laughs> uh, he's so he's so minted. Yeah, um, that's uh, for the for the listener who doesn't yeah. know this. That's how it works over here. You get a speeding ticket. Um, it goes the the faster you were going, then the more severe the penalty. But it's also based on your salary. So if you're very yeah. wealthy, then you are getting very fined. Yeah, so his tra- his transfer fee. I don't know exactly the exact sum, but I was unaware. It's, it's a six figures anyway. So uh, I'm sure we're not suggesting that funds from the club go <laughs> to pay somebody's speeding fine. Um... I don't know, uh, who knows? <laughs> but uh, it's nice to know that the Saudi dollars are also impacting finish finish yeah. <laughs> We're not missing out. Um, any any other? Maybe it's worth taking just because we're getting. Okay, we're a bit more than halfway through the through the season. Maybe it's worth taking just a little look at the Ukunen. Um, what's going on below? Uh, I want to talk about it. <laughs> do, do you not? Do you not kick it? I, I think there might be something to say about this. If I can just only, if only it's... I could just find it on my. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you something exciting. My my mate Ermakanen has finally found a, a home. He's happy at. He's banging in goals for Nistan. So, um, right, yeah, so that's something to smile about, but um, yeah, we all, we all got a bit upset with him when he um, he scored a penalty past Yi Yi Kaur and uh, and seemed to celebrate wildly. Apparently, it was a um, it was a personal joke between him and our him and our goalie, our goalie, our goalie, Billy Val, Val- but um, try and say that again, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's nice to see Aerob with a smile on his face and um, and a mustache as well. But yeah, Yee Yee Core finding it tough back in back in the second tier, mate. It's um we've only picked up two wins from sixteen and we're second from bottom. So, is that is yeah. that just resources, Keke? I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's they're skint, aren't they? So um it's there's a lot of young players. Most most of the players have come up through the juniors. Mm. I mean it'll be an experience for them. I'm um I'm heading to Finland to Uvascular myself in a couple of weeks and I'll I'll manage to to drop in on two home games, so I'm looking forward to that. But nice. um, but yeah, it's just it's just a struggle. I mean, I, I've mentioned it before a, a long, long time ago. But for a, a city the size of Uvascula not to have a, a top division football team and the uh, the sort of pool of resources to put mm. behind that is mm. a bit of a bit of a travesty in my opinion. But 
but yeah, it, 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 you know, it'll be an experience for those young players in the in the second tier, and we'll uh, we'll see how we go. But yeah, I, I was expecting a little bit more from OEF Core in uh, in Utkanen. They're they're currently sat mid table in sixth. Um, yeah, they are. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. that's, a, that's another the, the annual share issue. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, uh, don't know how much of their cash goes into Palco's bank account every month, but um, but yeah, he's he's still there, you know, doing doing his best for them. But but yeah, they they picked up picked up a couple of points, a couple of wins, but um, yeah, along, six along wins with, this season. Along with Yeek, or uh, you know, you've explained the the struggles there, but there's a few other uh, former Bakehouse Liga clubs, kind of just. Oh yeah, languishing, aren't they? Like TPS and Turku. Okay, they're fifth, but they're yep. they're way off the the sort of potential promotion places. Koi um, Fkor in sixth. Yep, Yaro down in ninth, and Korpeve at the bottom. Yeah, there's some cracking Pokemon derbies this year, but they're all taking place in in Auckland. Yes, um, but but then let's let's turn that around and focus on the positive that that means there's some fresh. Uh, names at the top of the of the division. You've got uh, Mikkeli Palo um, at the top yep. at the moment um, from the east of Finland and or, or southeast. Savo. Savo. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah. They're the sorry, capital yeah. of Savo. Yeah. Right. Um, and then you've got Gnistan uh, in second there from uh, another Helsinki club. Yep. And Ekenas in in third, um, who. Came up here last weekend and gave our Asuka Academy boys a bit of a kick in. Although not until Asuka were down to ten men. So there you go. And I was I was actually talking with the uh, academy manager Stevie Grieve last night, and he's not happy at the refereeing. Uh, he came. Not the he, first. No, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but that didn't make him any less happy. <laughs> so we've got, yeah, we've got maybe some some new potentially some new faces coming up next year. Yeah, but obviously, uh, Asikos Academy can't go up. So. No, no, that's that's true. Um, but what? Uh, and, and I think if you if you go a division lower, the the kind of Academy Two is pushing their way up to, you know, as high as they can. I think they're in Coleman end, so they would be trying to get into one of the Kukkonen divisions. And that's the aim of the club, is to have these three teams competitive at the top. A club of the in three. each division. Yeah, basically. But 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 the, but the strategy being, let's give these players a pathway where it's not a huge jump up into yeah. each into each team. And, you know, I've... We've I've had some stick over the years for the way Asukura has done some, done its things. I've been critical of it, but you have to say the strategy that's been worked on maybe in the last couple of years is really seems to be starting to to make a difference. Um, so well done, Asukura. <laughs> you can um, sugarcoat it all you like, mate. <laughs> You're not having it, are you? <laughs> um, uh, let's uh, let's move on and talk about um, Finns overseas, Keke, because there's one one of our friends of the show who's playing overseas is uh, yeah. enjoying a spot of time in the limelight at the moment. He is, yeah. Some some happier news from Uvascular, a former Yee Core Uvascular player, Rob Taylor. Our mate Rob is. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's pulling up trees in MLS. His his new best friend Lionel Messi 
you'll all have seen the photographs of them two enjoying an embrace after they uh, assisted each other in a um, in, in, in for for the goals in a was it four nil or four one four nil wasn't it? Um, winning the league's cup over Atlanta United the other night and yeah, Rob since since Lionel Messi turned up at, into Miami. Well, to be fair, Rob's been playing well there ever since he ever since he got there himself. But yeah, he um, it just happened to be Rob who scored the first goal of the the Messi era in that game um, the other day when when Rob put into Miami one 0 up and. Messi came on for his first appearance and won the game with a an extra time free kick. And then in the, the second game, the, the first game that Messi started, come at, come on as captain. Rob scored the um, Rob scored the, the the third and the fourth and assisted Messi for his first as well. So yeah, it's um, it's exciting times for old Rob. Not not bad for a boy who told us that when he was playing in in the U, in England That's he was it, in yeah. non league football and his manager said he wasn't strong enough and wasn't good enough and That's it, yeah. uh, and and he told us this story two years ago which is just after the Euros or around the time of the Euros and we we sort of laughed and said oh well you know you know you've had the last laugh you're you're now playing in the Euros for your country and he sort of profile wise stepped it up uh, again. Now you're right, Kiki. He's been playing well for a while. It's just now the entire world is looking at him. Exactly. Yeah. The, he's he's all over all the papers in in every nation. You know, he's um, he's he's getting the recognition that he's a hard work deserves. In in my opinion. Mm. But yeah, fair fair play to Rob. Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 gone global, mate. Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, it's when you look at how that club is and you think they've brought in Messi, they've brought in Busquets, um, yeah. they've changed changed the manager to basically, the, I mean, getting rid of Phil Neville is an obvious thing, but they brought in their former Argentina and, and Barcelona manager as mm. well. And now Rob Taylor is the kind of key to, I mean, I've called him Finiesta yesterday. Finiesta. Yeah, and it's the, this, this is the kind <laughs> of thing where he's now one of the, and, and again, when, when you look at, you know, he's not a homegrown player by any stretch, but he's there and, I mean, yes, you're going to look better if you're playing with a Messi who in the last 12 months won the World Cup for his country mm, as well. Mm. Um, but again, the fact that this has come around and we've seen, you know, some of us have been following Taylor's trajectory really since he emerged at, at Yeecor and was getting trials at Barnet and Nottingham Forest and all this. And he did quite well. For, I think he was Rops Player of the Year in 2016. Yep. Got a, pair of ant- uh, got a pair of antlers as his trophy. Um, and, and you know, he's gone on to, to great things. When we spoke to him, I think he was still at Tromso, wasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's nice to see. I mean, we, you know, we, we've talked about the players doing it in the big leagues, you know, Puki, Hradetsky, players like that. But, you know, yes, MLS is, isn't that same calibre, but he's playing with possibly with the best player of all time. And he's making him look good. And yes, it's going to be difficult to translate that when you're playing Kazakhstan in September. You know, really getting the Finland team. But who who can take away the, the confidence that's going to have? Mm-hmm. He's playing mm-hmm. with Messi, Busquets, and, and all the other decent players they've got. Um, he's playing at that level, and just to see it and, and to enjoy this moment because yeah, it's not going to last forever. But it was funny on Saturday when he scored the goal in that game, that first goal, and all these fireworks went off. Yeah, like it was, yeah. you know, it was all winning yeah. for Messi to score. He's like, who scored? Taylor. <laughs> yeah, quality. I mean, yeah. it is it is an old football cliche, but people say 
you get better by playing with better players. Mm. So, you know, I mean, and you, you, that, that goal he scored on the volley the other night, mm. it was just an absolute, absolute stunner. You know, the, um, it's, he sort of, the fella sort of flicked it over to him, a, a looped sort of pass over the defender. And yeah, Rob just sort of kept his eye on it, smashed it in and yeah, straight in the, straight in the net. Brilliant. But, um, but yeah, he's, uh, as I keep saying, he's got a new best friend. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if he still wants to hang about with the likes of us. <laughs> he, follow, he still follows us on Instagram, doesn't he? Yay! <laughs> uh, it, it would be nice to see him get... Because uh, I don't think he ever really let Finland down when he played for the national team. And oh, just new right, players right. came through and edged. He got edged out. Maybe there was some injury that kept him out for a while. But, uh, you know, he could do that job on the left wing for Finland. And if he's got that confidence... Going up and playing against Denmark would be would be a real asset to have out there. Um, I mean, we've said we've sorry we've said before, mm. you know, like he 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 might be a victim of the the whole wing back scenario. Do you know what I mean? So um, whereas Rob's a, an attacking player, um, Rivet seems to like be a, a player who can defend and maybe a, attack. Like wing wing back styley and yeah yeah don't know maybe Rob's just not as defensive enough for River but yeah he, he gets fits in the a four three and... three rather than a three five two yeah mm. I mean he, he he gets in the squad he's proud to he's proud to get in the squad and whenever called upon he's he's ready to do his stuff so yeah I I get some minutes for the next internationals mate um someone just mentioned uh, Demo Buki and he's pitched up in MLS as well okay, okay. that's it and yeah um, he's, um, He's joined Robin Ludd. He's joined Robin Ludd at uh, Minnesota United. Um, scored already. He, he had a couple of games and then scored after on his second or third appearance, I think, um, in that cracking Northern Lights away shirt that they've got, available for only $129 on their <laughs> website. But um, yeah. Me- but, Messi uh, probably gets a cut of that as well. He probably <laughs> yeah, does. Probably right. but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, you know, you mentioned the Saudi Saudi dollars and all the news that's going around football with all these legends of as-beens, whichever way you want to look at it, disappearing off to Saudi Arabia. You know, I, I, obviously I've got my reasons, but I would much rather watch MLS than um, than, than than the Saudi league. But but yeah, I mean, I don't I don't blame Pukki for going there. He's probably getting a nice little payday. It's a it's a bit of an experience in the culture. I mean. Um, yeah, I think the, the winters in Minnesota are even heavier than they are in Finland. So, uh, yeah, he'll he'll be quite a home up there, I think, in the in yeah. the winter. Uh, and he's from the but, south, isn't he? So it's, the winters down there are a little bit lighter it. than they are further north as well. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he's been you know he's been doing well. Robin Lodz, Robin Lodz, not not played with him yet because he's still recovering from that operation he had. But it'll be nice to see how those two gel it together in their club side and hopefully take some of that some of that familiarity familiarity mm-hmm. from their yeah their international and club side and vice versa any any other Finnish players lighting it up overseas Keke or there's one I, there's a couple I want to mention yeah go um, on yeah so so Finland's under 17 goalkeeper Uko um, Happonen has has just signed for Bologna so um yeah, Rich mentioned Bologna earlier. We're, we're sniffing around some other Finnish players and we've seen Finns go there before. But yeah, um, Ukko has signed there yesterday. Um, from from where? Side. From Pekoko U, which okay. is... Um, 
Keski Usama. Keski Usama or something like that. Yeah. Rich, so, you um... never you never fail to amaze me with the right. the things the things <laughs> that you know. Yeah. No, I tell you what, if you weren't here, then this show would. Uh, would be much lighter on facts. Um, <laughs> we, we, um, we've also had um, uh, Petteri Penanen has gone back abroad. He yeah. left Ilves, um, I mentioned that earlier, but he's, he's gone back to India. And um, when a one-man team loses their one man, uh, we've seen Ilves haven't scored in three games. They've signed, a, I think, a Malian under-20 international to try and replace him, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. But... Um, he had a clause in his contract, um, so they actually got a fee somehow. I mean, thirty-two, I think. Mm. So they got, I mean, to get a fee for a thirty-two-year-old mm. in Finland is, is a coup in itself. But how they reinvest it, we'll see. But uh, he went to because when he was he was the captain when Coops won the league in twenty nineteen, and he went off to Sacramento, I think it was in, in the US, and then came back to to Ilves and, and was being like proper you know, talisman level stuff. I mean, he was, everything went through him uh, and now he's gone and um, yeah, we'll see how they get through the end of the season. But uh, yeah, he's off to the, I'm not sure it's Hyderabad. I don't know what, if they're in the, okay. the Indian Super League or the Pro League or mm. however it works over there, but, uh, but that's a big loss. But um, but he's gone. I saw um, Lucas Fredetsky has been uh, named as the captain for Leverkusen again this year. So he gets to play with the legend that is Granite Xhaka. Under Xavi <laughs> Alonso, so uh, there you go. Doing well. A friend, a friend of mine works for the Athletic and, and went off to their training camp uh, this week and and was uh, glowing. And I think there's a there's an optimism around Leverkusen this year, and, and it's nice to see that Luke's still there and still highly regarded. Yeah. yeah. Talking, staying on the goalkeeper theme, um, William Sinasalo has joined Exeter City on a um, season long loan from Aston Villa. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, one of the worst kept secrets in in football, to be honest, yeah. it was uh it had been sort of spotted hanging around in Exeter and uh, yeah getting on and off trains down there. But um but yeah he's finally finally signed. He'll, he'll spend the whole season down there on loan. And um, is that yeah, in League just... Two? Yes, I believe it is. Or is it League, League One? Two. League One, isn't it? League, are they League One? Yeah, okay, I, I don't remember. Um... Yes, League One. They are. They're League One, Mark. So it's a decent, it's a decent level, and and also it's a, yeah. it's a nice, nice neck of the woods down on the English Riviera. That's it. <laughs> but but for him, you know, it's all very well. I mean, we've said how great it is that he's sitting on the bench in the Premier League for Aston Villa, game after game. But at the end of the day, you got, to, especially as a keeper, you got to get some minutes under your belt, haven't you? And playing um, playing in League One, you know, like you know, I know it's again another bloody cliche, but men's football, he'll mm. he'll go out there. I'm sure he'll 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 get clattered a bit, but yeah. He'll pick up an experience and season down there won't do him any harm. No. I think um, what we find with with those players from that level going on loan is they normally have some sort of clause that they are expected to play at least league minutes. So mm. if there's a guarantee there, I mean, Villa qualified for Europe, didn't they? They got in the Conference mm. League. So, I mean, I, I guess he might possibly, I don't know if he was number two or number three keeper there behind uh, Martinez, but um, he might have got a game or so in, in Europe and the League Cup. But I think getting... 46 league matches yeah. and the odd yeah. cup game for it will do, yeah. do them a lot better in the long run anyway. It's a lot, lot of football down that level. It's fair, a lot of kind of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday and that's that's where you makes a man of you, I guess, doesn't it, as a player? Yeah, yeah definitely. Another, but... Sorry, another fellow I want to mention um, just to tie in with Bakehouse Liga as well. So Kai Meri Luata has gone off to Poland 
um, signed for Stal Mielek, who had Albin Grenland a uh, season or two ago. So, um, yeah, Kai's gone off to the Polish Extra Klasa, which kicks off, or has kicked off already, I think. It kicked off last week, or, yeah, or kicks off soon, one or the other. But, um, yeah, he's off to Poland to try his luck over there. So, yeah, there's, there's been, been quite a bit of movement. The... Um, the Helmoret are moving about as well, but yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll save that for another day. <laughs> that's all. That's all good. Well, good, good to get a, a good to have some different people to talk about. And um, can overseas. I just mention a one for the uh, what at the time of recording pod? Um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, the winners of the cups tie will play the winners of Basel and Tobol. Um, Tobol are winning in Basel three one. Uh-huh. Wow. So, um, yeah, maybe it's not quite as done and dusted as we thought it might be. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's. I mean, it's been a, a really interesting, busy summer. And I know we, we're one of the lucky ones. We've got football going on while most of Europe shut down and, and well into yeah. kind of pre-season mode. Um, you know, we get we get to carry on and enjoy it. But, um, but, yeah, it's been great, you know, and, and other than the, some of the European results for the, uh, for the Finnish clubs, it's... Uh, yeah, things have been going great, guns. The football actually for us doesn't stop. Never stops. It, it doesn't <laughs> stop. Like, like um, the the English league finishes in beginning of May, let's say, which is around the time that the Bakehouse League is just starting to pick up. And I I noticed that the the football league starts in in ten days' great. time, Saturday yeah. the fifth or something. That's it. Like I, 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 I just can't cope. I got to buy me, I got to buy me. I follow season pass. I find a hundred and hundred and sixty yeah. euros down the back of the, either that or a, or, or some kind of uh, fire stick or something. I don't. Know oh, I, 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 I don't know anything about those. No, oh, no. Okay, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fire sticks in here. What fire sticks? <laughs> um, yeah. Quick, hide it, hide just, it. Um, yeah. Just, uh, just. I do want to. I do want to give one shout out to the women because um, obviously. We're in the uh, in the thick of the FIFA Women Women's World Cup. Um, unfortunately, Finland didn't qualify, but there is uh, is one Finn who's down there in Australia and New Zealand, Lena Letovara, who's um, our referee. We've we've mentioned her before, taking charge of some high-profile women's Champions League games, uh, Champions League games. But yeah, she's she's down in um, Oceania there, brandishing her cards at the at the Women's mm. World Cup. So yeah, good luck to Lena. And um, yeah, I mean. Uh, the Helmerit have been they've been playing as well. Had a uh, had a, a two one reverse against Scotland. Scotland finally got their own back from um, from yeah our, our victories against them. But yes, yeah, it's, it's as you say, mate. It's been coming thick and fast. It never stops. There's a few of the former Helmerit who are appearing on the Ule TV coverage as well. So it's nice yeah. to see a few familiar names popping up on there. Um, we talked about getting some of our listeners to come on to the pod and talk about their team um yep so listener if that's you and i'm thinking of jamie i'm thinking maybe martin if you're watching callum every week up at olu come on and talk to us about it um i think we had uh one or two other suggestions so if you're listening reach out to us you'll you know where we are on on social media and if you don't it's coming up in the end in the end credits come find us and send us a message and we will start reaching out to people so uh jamie you can come and tell us how life feels sitting there in eighth position with your talisman Ooh. gone 
they've got a nice new stadium to come soon. So uh, will will that balance it all out? It, it will be one of the best stadiums in Auckland if they don't, you know, get their act together. Yeah, but we're relying on other teams to start going on winning runs. Oh, well. this is this is yeah. true. Yeah, there there are seemingly worse teams around. But then, time right. of recording, Ilves are playing VPS on Friday evening. So uh, will that be six in a row, or will Ilves put their finger out? Well, so. with a bit of luck, I <laughs> will pull mine out and get this published before that game <laughs> before that game is played, um, and then the listener can look forward to that and all the all the weekend action. Um, but I reckon that's that's it for another another show we should get back together i guess maybe middle of august around while there's still a few games of the uh of the the regular season to go and we can we can look back on the remaining european games that are that are still around uh but until then keke thanks for joining kitos kitos nakemi and rich good to see you thanks a lot hey, hey. and listener thanks for listening or watching or whatever you do we'll see you next time on the finnish football show You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and also on Instagram. See the links in the episode description. You can also connect with the five hosts on Twitter, at Explore Finland, at FC Sorby, at Escape to Sorby, at Kekimulari and at Mano99. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.